This is Josie Brown with Author Provocateur. Today, my guest is T.M. Cromer, who writes romantic suspense and sassy romances with a sense of humor. Like me, T.M. will be signing at the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome, T.M. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I have to say, from your book covers, I think you're really twins. I mean, there seems to be a good twin and a bad twin. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I knew it. I could just tell. Um, You know, you've got those sweet pink-covered books like The Bakery and Easter Delights. And then you've got your scorching hot Stonebrook covers, um, Burning Solution, The Trouble with Lust, and A Love to Call My Own. So tell me, TM, which is the real you? Probably the fiery covers. <laughs> I am... Um... I can be sweet. I'm not going to lie. There, there, anyone who knows me knows I am uh, two sides of the same coin. I can be fiery and, and uh, passionate and hot-tempered, and uh, yet I, I would give you the shirt off my back. That's, that's who I am as a person. It's uh, pretty much what you see is what you get, uh, both in my stories and in me as a person. So do you feel that you write yourself into every heroine? Um, I, I believe we have to, uh, to, to an extent. Um, I, I do like to write feisty women who uh, don't really take any crap from anyone. I like, I'd like to think that they're all intelligent because I, I write romantic suspense. So there has to be an element of mystery um, with each story, right? So, I agree, so yes. You have to be able to, um, these stories have to be able to provide twists for readers. And in that, uh, I'd like to think that maybe I'm intelligent enough to, to provide a good story to that degree, uh, just like the characters are uh, configured out throughout the story, what is what is happening. Right. I agree with you there. What I've noticed, too, since I also write romantic suspense, is you can't have a stupid heroine. <laughs> stupid to live isn't that the best right right i mean the the readers won't accept somebody who's stupid now they'll accept somebody who's flawed and they'll accept somebody who um trips up every now and then but um they they want to believe that this person can actually solve the mystery right and in burning resolution there is a moment uh where my uh where my heroine gets um she she gets uh caught up in a moment, one of those stupid moments where she's like, oh, great, you know, basically I just signed my own death warrant, you know, and, and she realizes immediately that, that she has made that mistake, uh, you know, based on an emotional reaction. But, you know, on the flip side of that, she's able to work her magic, I guess is the best term, and really have a... Uh, a dialogue with this evil person who has basically kidnapped her. And um, there is that brilliant back and forth between the two. And, and so uh, in creating flaws like that for our characters, I think I think there's a realism that we create in a story. Right. Um, you know, I think that being vulnerable, like you just pointed out, is human nature. And if you don't show that vulnerability, then you're a cardboard cutout. And uh, you don't write cardboard cutouts. 
when you're creating a character, you have to really think about, you know, what is that character doing in that moment? What, um, you know, what is their reaction going to be? Are they, uh, are they going to be terrified? Are they going to, you know, uh, dig deep and find strength they didn't know they had? But whichever way, whatever you uh, write this character or create this character's uh, development, you um, you have to add realism to, to who they are, so that a reader can relate. Uh, they can they can see themselves in that situation, uh, one way or another. Either either yeah, I would do that same thing, or no, that character's really brave. I would not do that. You know. Right. Um, so I noticed that you were born in New Jersey, but you grew up in Florida and now you live in Illinois. How do you think having lived in different parts of the country has inspired your writing? I think that it has probably inspired me in that I've come in contact with a lot of different people from a lot of different cultures. Um, even so much as when we lived in Florida, we tended to travel a lot. You know, we went to Mexico, we've been to the Caribbean, we've been over to England, um, and Ireland, and um, so I, I think, to a degree, when you travel or move or live in uh, various locations, and you meet people of all shapes, sizes, uh, personalities, uh, it, it it can only help you because if you are a studier of people the way I like to study people, you know I could sit on a park bench and watch people for hours. But if, if, if you are that kind of person, um, you pick up on nuances, on, on the way maybe a farmer might uh, do something or say something or, or uh, that laid back, no nonsense attitude that they might have that maybe someone who works in the corporate world might uh, sugarcoat things or, or phrase things a little nicer or be a little more uptight or, or uh, put on an air of uh, you know, superiority or something, you know, you have, you have to be able to pick up on the nuances of people. And I think, uh, living in, in small towns and living in cities or living on the, in a beach town, all these things contribute to, uh, the characters and, and you have to have every kind of character in your books too. You can't just have one dimensional characters, uh, and, and every character in every book be the same type of character. Right. I agree with you. Sometimes when you see a book that's set in a locale that's glitz or glamour, it seems that all the characters seem the same. There, there's no diversity in the characters. And, and it, it's great to, that you've, you are so well-traveled that you, that you, and you are a people watcher that you can say, ooh, here's a character or here's somebody I could write into my book. You know, even that little five seconds of watching somebody can can open up a whole new thread in your book that takes the reader on a different tangent and uh and and it was just because of an observation that you had right okay i'm one of five children we all have uh different personalities i mean there are things that we do the same or uh traits that we might share but we are completely different people and so in writing the books uh the the burning resolution the trouble with lust um a love to call mine they're all about three brothers uh, and uh you know the sharp brothers and they each even though they're all uh they're close 
and they're only separated by a few years each and they're all in business together, they each have their own traits and personalities that uh, complement and also uh, rub <laughs> the wrong way once in a while. And that, that again, is human nature. I think that that should be captured in, in each story. Right. You know, it's funny. I, I think it's, it, I, I always find it unique when um, there's a new mom and she's having a baby and, you know, she has her first and, but she, and that child, of course, has its own personality. And then the second comes along and they're all anticipating that the second will be just like the first. And it never, you know, you know, one's a little hellion, the other one's a little angel, whatever. But, but I've always noticed that it, it's something that, that new moms fall into, you know, and I, and I'm sure I fell into the same thing. I thought I was going to, you know, that both my children were going to be exactly the same and they weren't, you know, so, and I would imagine growing up with five, you know, with, in, in a family of five children, uh, you you saw it on all different levels, you know. Right, right, and 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 it's it is and it's funny because you know that of, of course the older ones are they tend to to be a little more driven, a little more responsible, and then you know you had the middle ones, me and my brother, who were like, we're not following their footsteps, we're gonna you know march to our own drum, and then you have the baby that came along seven years after me, who's just spoiled rotten. <laughs> um, yeah, but she's smart as a whip and she's, you know, she's now a VP of sales somewhere, you know, and, and she, uh, but, but all of us again, you know, she, and, and talk about a wicked sense of humor. I mean, she, she comes across as very smart, intelligent, uh, you know, driven and yet, you know, in the next breath, she'll say something that just has you rolling on the floor laughing. Right. Uh, have you noticed that you've actually perhaps maybe written some of your siblings into your, your books? Uh, maybe to a degree. I, I did, I, in the first one, probably a little more so. I, I, I tried not to. Um, I did take, for, in Finding You, the, the one character, James, uh, has the protective trait of my one brother, John. But, um, you know, I tried not to because you don't want someone to come back and go, why did you write me like that? <laughs> that character, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I may have, uh, you know, adopted a few traits that, that, uh, you know, I, I could use, but no, no, I, I tried not to because I, I, I didn't want anybody mad at me. Right. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> you know how siblings are. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Um, so, um, which books do you think you're going to be taking to Barbara Bay? Uh, I'm definitely taking, um, Burning Resolution, The Trouble with Lust. Uh, I'm hoping to finish the third book in that series, which is, uh, I Love to Call Mine. That's Dane's story. And unfortunately he hasn't been speaking to me lately. So, uh, he's kind of on a back burner. I did start a new series. Uh, about the Thorn Witches. It's a paranormal romance, which the first book will definitely be done and printed. Um, wow. To have the second one done and printed for, uh, for that, yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, the Thorn Witches. It's funny. A reader and I were going back and forth in the Facebook chat uh, back in November, and I had mentioned that I you know, really wanted to do something along those lines and we just started being really silly and throwing back ideas back and forth to each other and you know basically I came up with a reverse Disney princess every time she 
she swears, she sneezes, and then mice come <laughs> instead of the whole singing and, uh, you know, they come and help you clean up. These these mice come and they're all, you know, form a little mice army. <laughs> okay, we're going to take on someone. Right. You know, so just a little humor to, to add to uh, what might be a, a little more serious romance uh, in addition to uh, these. It's going to take place over a series of five, possibly six books. Now the same heroine throughout all five, or are you going to introduce five heroines? Yeah, each, there, there's four, um, actually five Thorn sisters, and eventually they're going to find they have another brother. Um, so that's why I was five, possibly six. Ah. Uh, depending on how well the series uh, is received, I will continue to write stories because I, I have so many characters uh, for these books that I, I just, I, I could write them forever. They, they, they seem to be writing themselves. I started writing the first in the series, Summer Magic, I started writing that in January. Uh, I'm only maybe a chapter from finished. I just have to kind of wrap up the the end for that. Uh, but I've already started the second book, so I'm almost to the halfway point of the second book for the, for the sister uh, in Autumn Magic. Wow. Isn't it funny when your books take over you and you become, they're like, you're just the the cipher. They're the they're the um, they're the master, and you're not anymore. It's true, and, and you've probably found that. I mean, you can be anywhere, and an idea strikes. I mean, you you're in the shower, and suddenly you you have to hurry up and rinse your hair so you can get out and get this on paper, so to speak. And and you know, or, or in the hot tub, or in you know, I could be driving down the road and go, oh, you know, I, I have an idea and it, and it just flows and I wish I had something to record this and I don't want to lose it before I get to the store. You know? Right. And you're you're uh, reaching for your cell phone and, and driving off the road crazily or something. Right. <laughs> just and just I get me to audio. Fun. Get me to audio here. Exactly. <laughs> Siri, help. Siri. Yes. Siri, help. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for talking with me, and um, I know that our Barbara Bay uh, listeners will be ecstatic to meet you, and they'll be questioning you about everything, uh, uh, Stonebrook, and then, of course, uh, the Thorn Witches, and if you are able to introduce them to that series, uh, I'm sure they're going to be quite excited. Paranormal is very well loved at uh, Barbara Bay. Yeah, I, I actually went as a reader last year. Oh, cool. I Yeah, I, I, I that's how I actually met Barbara, and um, she is such a lovely lady, and I'm so thrilled that, that she invited me uh, to be um, one of the authors, uh, attending authors for, for this year's uh, convention, and uh, or Reader Weekend. And I, I agree with you. I, I met so many readers who were into the whole paranormal scene. And I, I was surprised, I, I guess, by how many. Um, but it, it does seem to be quite the uh, genre, quite the popular genre. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited by what I'm producing. And I, I hope readers will be too. Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com, and click on to the other interviews. 
You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. And beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off.